0: So yes, it's a great privilege for me, again, to be able to preach this morning. And um, so we're going to carry on with the the series on uh, receiving the blessing. And um, I want people to raise their hands, if you can. Anyone who's afraid of the dark? Who used to be afraid of the dark when you were a kid? Who really is still, but you're too adult to admit it. Okay. Anybody afraid of the light? well you should be Uh, and that's what my sermon is on today why should we be well not afraid but maybe afraid of the light and um how does that tie in with uh with christmas we've been talking all along about uh the coming of the baby jesus at christmas time everything leading up to it the sermons uh two weeks ago i talked about John the Baptist and how he was preparing the way and his mother was pregnant, same time as Jesus. Rob was talking last week about the gift of Christ himself at Christmas time. But that is one thing. What does that mean? You know, Christ was born, we celebrate the birth, and the girls that did the dance earlier on, if you were here for it, how powerful. The birth of Christ was the beginning of the light being much more intense. And the gift that Christ brings at Christmas is universal. There are a lot of nationalities represented here today. There are uh, some South Africans, anybody? There were at least five of us here, I know. Uh, There were a few British somewhere. Or did they all, yeah, no, yeah, Andy, our token British. Um, We have some people from India. Yes, we all know that. Uh, Czech Republic, Brazil, Spain. And we have from Australia this morning, two young guys. Hello, welcome. So Australia made it over. what have I missed? The Philippines? Okay, yeah. Anybody else? Japan? Oh, Portugal, I thought I said, no, I didn't. I said Brazil, forgive me. Yes, Portugal. Right next to Spain. One of my favorite places. Anywhere, anybody else I missed? Cuba, we'll take that too. Yes, we like that. And then of course we have the United States. So you know, every state is like another country, right? So we must have about a hundred countries represented here. So, uh, the light of the world, Jesus' birth came, it is a universal phenomenon. It is not an American phenomenon. It is not a British phenomenon. It is not just a cultural phenomenon. It is truly a universal, worldwide, impactful thing that Christ's life came to bring the light. So when I talked about the, uh, being afraid of the dark and being afraid of the light, I don't sleep very well. So it, generally, I I get up a lot in the middle of the night and everybody's sleeping. So I can make my way into the living room to my favorite chair uh, where the remote is just by the light of the clock on my cable box. You know, it's red and it glows in the dark. That light is enough for me to get from my room to my chair in the living room, find the remote control, and put on the TV. When you switch off the light and you're trying to get to find your bed and it's pitch black, you can find it by just the very faint light that's coming in your window, right? It's very rare that you'll be in pitch blackness. If you were in pitch darkness, you wouldn't be able to find anything probably without bumping into something unless you had grown accustomed to that darkness. So we don't need a whole lot of light to help us find our way when things are a little dark. But if you've been in darkness for a very long time and somebody shines a flashlight in your eyes, you don't see much, it can be blinding to you because you've been in the darkness and all of a sudden this light hits you and you don't see anything. Just the same as if you've been in the light and the dark goes and the light goes off, you can't see anything. But that light, bright light, when you've been in the darkness and that light comes, it blinds you. And that kind of intensity is what I want to talk about. The light of Jesus can be like that for us sometimes. Sometimes our life can be we're living in some shady territory. We're living in a little bit of darkness. And when we come into the presence of God, when we encounter God in a powerful way, and that light of Christ hits you, sometimes you don't like what you see. So I'm going to start reading in uh, John one six through nine. This is my um, basic scripture for today. It says God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light. So that everyone might believe, because of his testimony, John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. So we have the scripture talking about Jesus coming, which we've led up to uh, with Christmas morning, that he was the light. Even um, Jesus himself in John 8, verse 12, uh, he spoke to the people and he said, I... Am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And that's a really important statement that I'm going to read again. Jesus himself is saying, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. In Psalm 36, um, I don't think it's all up on the screen. I'm just going to read it because it's quite long. It says, How precious is your unfailing love, O God. All humanity finds shelter. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your house, letting them drink from your river of delights. You are a fountain of life, the light by which we see. So we have some scriptures talking about the fact that Jesus is the light, that the light brings life, that Jesus himself said that he was the light. So what does it mean to us? Jesus was born, he's the light of the world, he's going to bring us life, so? That's nice. What does it mean to you and to me every single day? Now I want to read this one verse again and point out some different words to you. When Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, he says, if you follow me, you don't have to walk in darkness, because you will have the light that leads to life. And so what I want to talk about today is, we, what happens if we don't take hold of that scripture? What happens if we don't follow Jesus? What happens if we walk in darkness? What will that lead to? When he says you don't have to walk in darkness, he's saying you have a choice to walk in the light or to walk in darkness. And right now, today, where you're sitting, each and every one of us makes that decision every single day. Are we afraid of the light and we'll go run back to the dark? Or are we afraid of the dark and we want to come towards the light? But it's a conscious decision that you make, whether you're aware of or not, you make a decision every single day to go towards the light, which is Jesus, or if you're not going towards it, you're going away from it. Now, if I came up to you and I said, here's a gun, go shoot someone. Is that right or wrong? That's pretty wrong. You would know that. You'd say, Liz, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to go shoot someone. So that's really dark, and it's very black. You know it. Very easy to know that that's not what you should do. But there's everything in between that and the pure light that where you stand before God and everything you have ever done in your life is exposed. That kind of light can be scary. Imagine if everything I had ever done wrong was flashed on the screen right now, and I'm standing here, and you could all see it. That would be a very scary thing. But somewhere in between there, we all live. At different times of the day, different times of the year, different times of our life, we live in varying degrees of light and dark. And my encouragement to us today is Jesus came as a baby for the entire world to give us the choice to choose to follow him, to follow the light. But he didn't dictate it. He didn't make us a robot. He didn't tie us down and inject light-seeking serum into our veins to make us follow him. We have the choice every single day. What does it do if we allow ourselves to wander a little more into the dark than the light? You know the story about the frog in the boiling water, right? You put a frog in water and slowly boil it, the frog will just... There won't jump out. That's pretty common. But it's the same with light. If you are sitting in light and suddenly the lights go dim, your eyes will grow accustomed to it. They grow dimmer, your eyes grow accustomed to it the more. And then eventually, you know, you can still see, and you you're not realizing it's that bad until you try and do something where you can't read, and then you think, I can't really see, and you struggle a little more. But if somebody switches on the light, you realize. Oh, boy, that was hard to do because it was so dark. And so I want us to think about where are we all spiritually today? Are we trying to do something that God is calling us to do and we're having a little bit of a hard time doing it because we just can't quite see? Is it because we are have been walking away from him into darkness and we just can't see it? And what we need to do is turn and sit with God, who is light, who will shine light on what you're doing and allow you to see, ooh, am I going this way? This can be something morally that we're doing, that we think, ah, it's just a little white lie that then takes us down a path. It can be something, um, the actions that we do that we know are wrong. In Ephesians 4, it talks about this. It's an important scripture. And it says, their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. That's from the NLT version. In the NIV version, it says, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts, having lost all sensitivity. So I want to talk today about how much, how often do we allow ourselves to sit in that bright light to show us where we need to be anchored, where we need to be, what we're doing, how is it with our relationship with God? And how much have we allowed ourselves to slip into darkness which brings with it a loss of sensitivity? In Matthew 6, 22, 23, it says this, your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, Your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. Think back with me to Adam and Eve. I know it's Christmas, but we're going back to the beginning of creation. When Adam and Eve fell... They ate the apple. The first thing they did was they hid. God came walking for them. They hid. They put themselves out of the light. They put themselves into darkness. At this time of the year, when I was preparing for what is the blessing that we're going to be receiving now, the light of God, I'm like, why do we need that light? Why is light life? From a physical point of view, you can go down many ways of why why light is necessary for life. But from a spiritual point of view, the light is so important to us, but often hard to find and often hard to realize when you don't have it. The fact that each and every one of us are here today means we're being exposed to the light. In the worship that happens, you read the songs, it makes you think about God. In the sermon that's being preached, whoever is preaching is trying to bring you a word of God. The fact that you're sitting here, that the Holy Spirit is in this room, that he's moving in every one of you in a different way than I could ever imagine. I'm saying words, but the Holy Spirit is making those mean different things to different people. You are allowing the light of God to be in your heart. And during this time that you're here, you're going to be able to judge where you are spiritually with God at this time, at Christmas. And with the busyness of the season, we've all talked about trying to slow down this Christmas to, to figure out the true meaning of Christmas. And I would encourage us not to let go of that calming down, but to look at it from a different viewpoint, maybe, when we've been looking at the fact of preparing ourselves for Christmas and what does it mean that Christ came. Today, what I would encourage us is let's take time to allow that light that Christ is bringing right now to each and every one of us. Where are our hearts? We're all in different places at different times. There can be darkness in our lives because of something we've done, and there can be darkness in our lives because of something that was done to us, through circumstances that we can't change, heartache that comes because we live in a broken world. There's darkness that we choose to live in. And there's darkness that we allow ourselves to slip into. And so today, when we call forward for prayer, um, I just want you to start thinking about which aspect of this is the one where you're at today. Have you allowed yourself to slip into some shadowy areas by choice? Have we put aside the things of God for our own benefit? Do we know something that God is calling us to do? Do we know a longing in our heart that God is calling us to him? Do we feel that nudge from God to say, spend time with me? When you come to church, do you get that stirring? Boy, if I could just be with God more. Is the Lord stirring that in your heart? And then you choose to turn around and not acknowledge that the rest of the week. All of a sudden, you've been in the light. When you turn around and say, that's not for me, that darkness begins to come. And then we make the choice of, I'm just too tired on a Sunday morning. Or things get in the way, and it's weeks and weeks and weeks, and you'd never come to church. Um... What happens with us if we're not putting ourselves in the light because we're choosing not to? We're going to land up not realizing what kind of darkness we're in. And in in that scripture in Ephesians 4, when it uh, says, you lose all sensitivity. And we're all in danger of that all the time. And so at Christmas, when we think about Jesus coming into the world, the light of the world, and that dance where the girls were talking about the fact that Christ was walked and died on the cross, his birth and his death are so linked and so important because that light allows you never to be stuck in a dark hole. If we ever feel like we're in a dark hole, for whatever reason, we put ourselves there, We allowed ourselves to slip in there. Somebody else put us in there. Something was said to us. Something happened to us. And we find ourselves in a dark place. If we choose to, and Jesus says, if you follow me, you don't have to walk in darkness. But we have to choose to walk into the light. Walking into the light is what I want to encourage you today. How? How do you get yourself to walk back into the light if you find yourself? in a place that's not that good. The scripture is your first place to go. If you are feeling despair, and you are feeling lonely, and you are feeling angry, and you are feeling alone, rejected, if you pick up the Bible and you turn to a psalm or to your favorite part of scripture and you start to read, and you force yourself to read, the power of God that is there is going to shed light. And that light is going to help you see where you are in a different way. It's going to illuminate something for you that you didn't see. It's going to show you God's love for you in a way that you didn't see before. So that whatever it is that you're in, when it's really dark, this becomes that little light that you can see at the back of the room that allows you to get somewhere even if it's just a little bit of God that you start to see, if you then make that choice to say, I'm going to go further, I'm going to go further, I'm going to go deeper, worship songs, calling a friend, coming to church, speaking it out. To me, one of the most important things about staying away from darkness as I've been walking with the Lord uh, in all the years that I have, one of the easiest, one of the best things, but one of the hardest things is choosing to speak out what is inside. Another way of how you get from the darkness to the light, you speak it out. The biggest hindrance to getting rid of darkness in any part of your life, whether it's a moral aspect of something you're doing, an emotional component, a physical component, to stop yourself from being stuck in that darkness, To speak it out is a good place to start. To say to someone, or even to God, if you can't say it to anybody else, what it is that you feel is this darkness. Once you speak that out, there's a component of this that breaks that in you. And throughout Scripture we've said, you know how when Jesus was walking and he would go up to someone who obviously needed to be healed? the lame man who had been there forever, or the blind man, or there's many, many stories throughout Scripture, and Jesus walks up to them and he says, what do you want me to do? Hello, duh, can't you see I can't walk or I can't see? He doesn't. He says, what do you want me to do? He wants that person to speak that out to him. That person says, I want to see, or I want to walk. There's an element of faith that they say that word is spoken and things can happen. Now, it, becomes, it comes from Jesus, not just their word, but what God is saying is you need to follow him. You need to be part of this equation to walk out of the darkness into the light. And sometimes all you can do is say, I'm in darkness. Or you say whatever that darkness is to the Lord so that the darkness that you are in can be broken. In Philippians 4, verse 8 through 9, it gives us um, excellent teaching on how do we stop this darkness from taking hold of us and keeping us bound. It says, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable, Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the peace of God will be with you. If we choose to read material that is sad, we will be sad. If we choose to watch the news every day, we will be depressed. Because it's one person killed another person and never killed another person or whatever news you're watching. Not that you shouldn't watch the news, don't get me wrong. If you read only books that are sexually explicit, your mind's going to go one way. If you only read things that are negative, You're only going to go one way. I don't think anyone would argue with this. And this is what the scripture is saying. If you start to feel that you're going into darkness, your choice is to say what will bring light, what is good, what is true, honorable, pure, lovely, and admirable. Choose to think on those things. If there's darkness in your life that you can't control, It's because somebody else has done something that's really made you in this really dark place. You can't control that circumstance, but you can control what you put into your mind. You can control what you read. You can control what you look at. You can control what you hear. And what God is saying is if you follow him and you're looking for the light in the right places, if you put on a worship song, if you read the scriptures, if you choose to speak out in the presence of God that which is dark, that, that's in you, that's dark, that dark has to go. And light will start to come back into where you are. If you are with other people and you see them struggling and they are in this murky area that they don't even know is darkness and you say nothing and you're their friend, that could have serious implications. We can be the light to somebody else. We can say an encouraging word. We can pray for them. We can choose to sit with them in their pain and play a worship song. We can bring the light of God by our prayers, by our actions, take them somewhere, wherever we need to be. But taking them to Jesus, who is the light of life, who if you just turn and face in that direction, and it's just the faintest little light that you can see of him, you will go in the right direction. You won't go in the wrong direction. So I really feel like at this time we need to be able to allow the light of the world that was we've just celebrated Jesus' birth to expose in us any darkness. So I'd like you to close your eyes and just where we're sitting now, uh, just to think Allow the Holy Spirit to um, mull over these things. It may feel disjointed in some way, but allow God to shine a light on what it is that he's saying to you today. What is he saying? Where are you at? Where is that area that he wants to shed more light? Or where is the area that he already shone a light? That's a time of rejoicing for you, where God was in the midst of something, and there's been great freedom that's already come. I would encourage you where you are. If there is something that is, uh, God is showing you that you need to to speak out, not to speak it out verbally right now because we're uh, all pretty close to each other, but in your mind, to say it to the Lord, to give over that particular thing that you know you have consciously turned uh, into a darker area or you are feeling trapped by it and you don't know how to get out. And I just pray in your mind, give that to the Lord right now as we're praying. Lord, I pray for it right now as each person is dealing with what you've shown them, the light that you've shone on them today. Lord, I pray for your power to come. Pray for the power of the Holy Spirit that just goes beyond what we can understand, that can do things that seem impossible to us, that would break everything that people are thinking about right now, that you would bring such hope That where there is darkness, you would put a pinpoint of bright light. That we'd see that in the midst of our darkness, we'd see that light. That you would come and just allow that to be in everybody's heart right now. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to leave us with this that moment that you just had with the Lord, because I have great faith God works more than we we know or imagine he does. All around the world, this has been made possible. And we are testimony, right, to all around the world. We've all come in one place. But all around the world, this season, there are people rejoicing. There are people believing that because Christ was born, there is light that brings life that can save us and help us when we're in darkness. And so I want to finish off with a video. to celebrate <coughs> we're not going to end in darkness. We're going to end in light. And so we're going to celebrate the fact that our God is universal and is not bound by any cultural country. There's there's no physical thing we can put on him that makes one Puts him in a box. Let's put it that way. <coughs> Excuse me. So this video is about, well, why don't you just watch The we great is our God Lord I pray that that would resound in our heads today there is nothing there is no barrier anywhere in the world that can stop your light from shining there is no problem big enough there is no heartache deep enough where your light can't shine How great is our God. Lord, I thank you that we celebrate a birth. We celebrate a death that brought more life. That we can choose each and every moment to turn and face that light. Lord, I pray that when we forget, you would remind us that throughout the world, millions and millions and millions of people are just like us. Great is. Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so I want to leave you with that, that you can leave now, knowing that whatever you brought in that was too heavy, just think of that and you'll make the right choice. If there's something that uh, was said today that you need more help with, you need to be able to speak it out, you need to be talked with someone, there will be people up front here that you can come and pray with. Um, and that can help you uh, through that. The worship team will come, and they will be playing some music during prayer time. But for the rest of that, I would wish you all hope that as we're looking forward now to the new year coming, that there's just going to be more and more and more hope within your heart that God's going to do bigger and greater things in the next year than he does in the year before. Amen. Please come forward if you need to talk to someone. Otherwise, there is cake, I believe, celebration time, and out in the foyer.